everybody. It's me, Stu Helm, the food fan, and I am here with a special guest. I have known this person for quite a few years, but I haven't seen her in a long time. It's really great to just see her on the Zoom video that we're recording right now to get this audio for the podcast. It's uh, Chef Melissa Shu, and I met Melissa when she was uh, at Sovereign Remedies, so that was a long time ago. And Melissa responded to a post I put on a Facebook group uh, asking people for topics to talk about on uh, the podcast. And she popped up and I asked her to be on. And here she is. Hey, Chef, how are you? Good, Stu. How are you today? I'm good. Thank you for joining me. Yeah, it's a pleasure to be here. Long time no see. I know it. I know it. And, and we did a little catching up just before the show. And so... We have a topic to talk about, and that is you are no longer working in the food industry. And for me as an eater, you know, that hurts, that hurts my heart and my stomach to hear that. But um, for me as a human being, I, I, of course, loved the story you just told me. So let's just back up. Tell the people a little bit about your culinary chops, where you're from, where you've cooked around town, and then we'll get into what you're doing nowadays. Sure thing. So uh, I started my culinary path down in Atlanta, Georgia. Uh, I, I, uh, I started working with Graham House. I'm pretty sure you are familiar with Graham House. He, yeah, he and I worked really closely. Yeah. So he and I worked really closely together downtown, or sorry, in Atlanta. And he found this really great program over uh, downtown Asheville called Sovereign Remedies, and they were looking for some really strong folks to kind of help them revamp their food program. And so Graham and I, gosh, this was five, six years ago now at this point, yeah. <laughs> uh, decided to move to Asheville and, you know, help this amazing cocktail program also have a really great food program as well. And so worked there for about three years and then decided that I was going to leave the baby bird nest and go off and do my own thing. And so I deep walked around downtown, a couple of different places. Um, last place I ended up working was at the Montford rooftop bar as their sous chef. And that's pretty much when the pandemic hit. So yeah. And let's, <laughs> uh, the Montford interesting is about turn the, of events. Yeah. Interesting turn of events for sure. And the Montford uh, rooftop bar, you've just got an excellent pedigree uh, here in this town and I'm sure in Atlanta too. Um, and the Montford rooftop, fantastic restaurant, but it's about the size of a postage stamp. And so when the it pandemic is. hit, um, I don't think that like 25% seating was going to do the, do the job there. And so, and so, yeah, the pandemic came and put the kibosh on a lot of stuff. Um, my job as a tour guide ended overnight um, and okay. a lot of chefs and cooks and servers and restaurateurs, their business and jobs ended overnight as well. Um, and that Absolutely. is a drag. And um, getting back to what you did at Sovereign Remedies, that's where I met you. And I have always been a huge fan of Sovereign Remedies. And you and Chef Graham brought that menu to a really great place. I loved the food that you two were cooking there. And uh, the Thanks food so much. still great. And the food has always been great at Sovereign, no matter who's in the kitchen. But yeah, you guys were a really <laughs> solid, solid team. And um, Thanks so and much. Sure thing. And uh, I noticed that on your Facebook page, it said that you were bartending at Blue Dream Curry House. Did you do that for a little while in between? Or, or what's up yeah, with that? Yeah, I did that. 
Uh, I did that for a little bit. Uh, there was a moment after after our first lockdown that I was like, I want to try something different, but I still mm-hmm. want to be in the restaurant industry. And so I I poured beers and slung drinks for a little bit. And that was that was really fun. And, you know, working at Sovereign Remedies and such a wonderful craft cocktail program, I I was able to carry on that knowledge through this 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 little adventure uh, of playing bartender, if you will. <laughs> That's great. And I know James Sutherland, the owner of Blue Dream, and he's a really mm-hmm. nice person. And it, it, it makes me happy that you two were working together for a little while there. Yeah. Um, so absolutely. Now, Melissa, there's this myth in the food business that nobody wants to work. You've heard it. I've heard it. It irritates me to no end when I hear that. People, of course, do want to work. They just, a lot of them got tired of working in the food industry. And when the mm-hmm. pandemic hit, it gave everybody, no matter where you worked, but in the food industry, it gave people a pause and a chance to sort of look at what they were doing with their lives and how much time they were putting into their career and how much time they were losing with their families. And I think a lot of people reassessed. And it's not that they're sitting at home collecting uh, un- unemployment and you know eating lobster, which is like the myth of the unemployed, right? That they sit at home eating lobster. Um, and, uh, it's that people went on and did other things and you're one of those people. Um, do you mind telling us what you're up to these days? Sure. So, um, as you said, I think it, the pandemic kind of has taken, given us a step in a different direction for a lot of people, um, gave us some time to reassess. And uh, so I decided that I was going to take an indeterminate amount of time to take a break and do a lot of mental health work that I had been pushing off because working t- between 12 and 14 hours a day, you don't really have that, that time and opportunity to really self-reflect. Um, and with that pandemic happening, it, it allowed me to really take that deep breath and really assess on what the important things are in my life specifically. Um, And so I decided that I wanted to work with plants. So I joined Jesse Israel's nursery and garden and started working with plants for a little bit. And then that was, that was fun, but kind of not my style. So I decided that instead of doing that, I'm going to work with a local blast artist and be his assistant and learn a new skill and an opportunity to kind of re revisit my, my artistic side a little bit. And so what that has given me is an opportunity to spend more time with my family really take the time to work on my mental health. And uh, if I can be so frank to say, really working on my addictions and, and my, my depression. And those things were things that I really pushed to the back of my, my mind. And when I didn't have that opportunity to work all those hours, they really came to the forefront. So it was a swift kick in the butt. For sure. <laughs> yeah, for sure. I mean, uh, that is just such a great story where you you had the time to take care of yourself for a uh, change. You know, so many people in the food industry, but you know, all across the board, they're just going, going, going all the time. And, you know, the, the wheels are coming off the train and they don't have time to put them on. So they just let them fly yeah. off and the trains fall into pieces. And one day they're like, oh, my God, I can't do this anymore. 
And Absolutely. so many people I know are just like that. And dealing with addictions and depression, you know, I, I deal with those things myself. I haven't had a drink mm-hmm. of alcohol in 10 years. So I, I had that term. Oh, thanks. I'm getting the thumb, thumbs up for those who can't see the video. <laughs> Um, and that was an addiction that I dealt with, um, a long time ago, but I know, man, I know for real because people write to me cause they know I don't drink and they say, Hey, I'm struggling. Can, what can you help me with? So I know a lot of people are struggling out there and that 2020 was particularly hard on people with addictions. And so, absolutely. so yeah, I mean like mental health in the food industry is a, is a big uh, there's a big hole there. Let's put it that way. And, and um, yeah, and you could say that about America, kind of across the board. There's not a not a, enough attention paid to mental health, in my opinion. Yeah, I I feel like you know not to get too political, but we really do give uh, a bad connotation to mental health, and so I'm hoping that. I'm seeing actually that there are a lot of chefs, big name chefs, even little name chefs that are really focusing on mental health and making sure that their staff and their employees and that their people are, are being taken care of, not just financially or economically, but just also spiritually and mentally as well, because those, those are part of the factors of owning a business as well. We can't just continue to, to run our, our people into the ground and expect more out of them and not provide anything for them as well so healthcare for the restaurant industry would be great <laughs> yeah i mean come on universal healthcare. let's go um most people want it um there's some sticks in the mud along the way but most people do want it if you take a, mm-hmm. a poll like a non-biased poll um well uh it's been great catching up with you melissa we've only got a few more minutes to record here so i want to talk about well, first of all, congratulations on everything that you just said about getting, spending more time with your family, uh, touching base with your creativity, with the glass blowing, and you know, just finding the time and space to take care of yourself. Now, I have to ask: um, Are you ever planning on going back to shopping? You know, there are definitely a lot of ideas in the works. Um, I've been meeting with a lot of local chefs who are, you know, really navigating through this pandemic and trying to keep their businesses open. I met a chef actually last week who is opening up a new restaurant. So I was just giving him all the praise and good lucks and best wishes, sending him his way. Um, But for me, there, there are some ideas, but you know, there are a lot of transitionary periods before that that are happening. Okay. Um, so in, in the future, but distant future right now. Okay. Well, the way to give me hope, uh, I need, I need hope to keep on going. So that gives me some hope there. Um, I'm just teasing. Of course, I would love it if you came back and did some chefing, but I want you to, I want everybody really to follow their heart and follow their path and just make sure that they're happy on the inside. Um, I don't know how you could be happy on the outside. Well, you could look happy, I guess. On the outside. Um, sure. Uh, so let's talk a little bit about food. We've just got two minutes, but I asked you before we started to record if you'd eaten any anywhere lately that you loved and you or that you really enjoyed, and that and you named a place that I also really enjoy. You named Ukiah Japanese Smokehouse. So 
just tell the folks a little bit about your experience there. And you can name names when it comes to the dishes that you oh, ate. Oh, goodness. I went to Ukiah so many weeks ago, and, you know, time is squishy, so yeah. I can't really remember it. Um, you know, they had some really good dishes. And what I highly recommend is not just getting, like, an appetizer and a main course and a dessert, I recommend getting a couple of small little dishes and sharing it with your, your close pandemic buddy, if you will. Um, that's a really good way to get a taste of his, his ideas and his creations and his menu. Now, I, um, I love the food there. And you said before the show that um, you appreciated that they were the chef's takes on some traditional Japanese dishes. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, so you appreciate mm -hmm. that he added his own little flair. Yeah, so there was definitely like some creative balance with traditional techniques that I, I really enjoyed. And, you know, there are some things I'm like, oh, I recognize this as like a traditional Japanese dish. But he's like, no, I'm going to throw some French influence in there. And ha ha ha. Yeah. And it's a really it's a really great mix of his creativity with a combination of tradition. That's great. We talk about this restaurant a lot on my show because it's it's popular with a lot of people, including me, and so I'm yeah. always talking about it. And so it just it makes me happy that a, a chef that I really respect also really likes this restaurant. So yay! Um, yay! Great minds think alike. <laughs> oh, thank you. Um, so, and then you also mentioned that you visited a Japanese restaurant in Atlanta. And do you want to give that place a quick shout out? Sure. Um, actually, it was Austin. Okay, sorry. Uh, but the place is called Soto, and they are a really great Japanese restaurant, sushi mostly focused, um, but they also uh, provide or offer a, a coarse tasting menu called an umakase, which is basically like you give the chef a dealer's choice of whatever's fresh and what he feels inspired about, and it was an amazing 18 course journey. <laughs> Holy moly, 18 courses. Yeah. Diggity dag, were yeah. you ready to die by the end of that? Everything was just so perfectly curated. Everything okay. was about two bites, two to three bites. So oh, by the time perfect. we got to the end, just like this was perfectly curated. That's fantastic. God, and it's called, yeah. what, say that name again, please. Soto, S-O-T-O. In mm -hmm. Austin, Texas? That is correct. All right. Well, shout out to Soto in Austin, Texas. Shout out to Ukiah Japanese Smokehouse right here in downtown Asheville. And shout out to you, Jeff, Melissa. You're, you've always been, since the day I met you, I just really liked your personality, and you're one of my favorite people in the food scene. I'm, and I'm sad, as I said, that you're no longer in the food scene, but very happy that you took a, that you had the opportunity to step back and gather up yourself and your family and stuff. So... Uh, best of luck to you. Whatever you do, please let me know if you got any pop-ups coming up or anything like that. I'll be there. Yeah, of course. Sure thing, Stu. It's good to see you. Likewise. Have a great day, and thanks again for being on the show. Yeah, thank you. Bye, Bye now. Bye.